Peace and blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Share the podcast on fatherhood in 20 today. I am your host, Fleming. And I am Miss Vaughn. And today we have um, two of our favorites to the Father Share family, um, Coach, Doc, and Miss Fabrice. Please, welcome to the stage. Welcome to the stage. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It's It's an honor to be here with you today. It surely is. So we're just going to jump right into it. Today we're talking about intimacy. Intimacy. Mm-hmm. And not, not, not the physical one. We, we're, no, we're not, no. I mean, we, know, can we're about, can talk about the physical. We can talk about the depth of, of physical intimacy as it relates to, you know, between two people that have a child with one another and you right. know, what unfolds after that. Yeah. Right. But it's more so about understanding emotional intimacy because that seems to be a problem especially uh when it's good it's good but when it's bad baby (laughs) in the pit of hell real fast (laughs) when it's good it's good and when it's bad it's bad you're talking about the emotional intimacy or the physical intimacy or both but the emotional because yeah understand i will i will always speak for myself i will always it's always it's a mental thing for me so as soon when i when i check out mentally that's usually it's i'm like then physically i I can't do anything because it's just like mentally my head is just like why are you doing this this is you know then that's when they meet that other side that nonchalant side that very much in your face like i don't really yeah, I don't. What you want me to say? There's a third piece to that because I heard you say mentally and I heard you say physically, but the emotional piece is somewhat distinct, right? Because the emotional piece of intimacy is the heart, and the mental right. part of intimacy is the mind. And so when the heart is betrayed or when the heart is fatigued, well, when the heart is betrayed, rather, the mind becomes fatigued, right? And right. so when they get to meet that person, that's your that's that mental piece, right? Uh, but it's the heart piece that we don't attend to um, when there is a slide of some sort in the relationship. It is the heart um, that will control it all. And I think we are all kind of, um, we all kind of groomed, you know, think with the head, you know, uh, in, in that regard. But the heart wants what the heart wants. And there are time periods when if you're not responding and reciprocating, there's been some uh, breakdown in that emotional connection, right? Um, then the mind just clicks on and says, I need to protect myself or I need to project something or that's when we're triggered and we start thinking about some stuff, right? Um, that'll make us act in certain uh, certain peculiar ways, uh, uh, either to uh, recreate other things that we've been triggered to remember. So, yeah. But so the physical intimacy is, is a whole different piece, though, right? So I think it's three and not just, not necessarily two, Miss Fire. Okay. So do we need to, like, 
I feel like is this going to end up being a breakdown? Do we need to like address one and then like address the second one on another and another episode and then the third on another episode? Because I feel like the way you're talking about, it, I feel like this could like one could definitely take up a whole hour on its own. Well, I you know mm, okay. it's right. kind of like you know I it it's three different spaces um and I think we don't do ourselves the service um of. Uh, delineating between the three. It's kind of like that previous conversation we had uh, at some point. Um, I think we had this conversation on Clubhouse about uh, the decisions you need to make for your child when um, the, the, you know, when, when you're hurting. Right. And so that's that, that's that mental piece. Right. (laughs) Um, But the emotional piece is I may still need to be, I may still need to heal or there may be some unresolved stuff. Um, but that mind piece is the piece that says, okay, I need to to go ahead and show up and respond in certain ways. Um, the physical intimacy may not necessarily be there, but mentally there still is a connection. And I don't think that um, you you can you can you can turn off in terms of physical intimacy and be protecting yourself in terms of emotional intimacy. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't still have a mental connection. Um, that you still don't have um, some degree of closeness that you shared. I don't think we do ourselves um, the complete service of saying that we shut them all off uh, instantaneously, right? Like co-parenting requires that there be some connection. Child-rearing requires that there be some connection. And even if children aren't involved, I mean, it's 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 okay. We got to be okay with honoring um that something went right for someone for a brief period of time. Yes, come on. That's what I always say. At some point, we was good, and baby, the way your fart smelled real good to me. So it was everything about you. Now, I get it that... And that, I, I, I guess that's part. always my uh, point. Where I mean, okay, maybe not the far part. Like maybe that, <laughs> that might have been too much. I get that because I'm like, that's just way too much. That's too much intimacy. Like I'm gonna need you to go take that to somewhere else. We don't never need to be that close. <laughs> <laughs> but I always I need to be that close though. I always, especially with my friends and just anybody, like people who I've dated, and you know when he would start talking negative about his child's mother, I'm like, whoa, she wasn't that bad when you was um, tearing the club up, when you was, you know, busting the club all the way up. She was was never that bad. Right, right. Well, I mean, that's a different situation. Okay, but then what is, what then did you do to contribute to her doing that? Because at some point, everybody has to realize, like, everybody has to take a responsibility of something. We all play a part. Everybody plays a part we in this, part. This, this, this nice old tango two-stepping that we're doing. That's so right. if everybody's playing a part, then everybody understands, like, hey, I was wrong here. And it's not, I always feel like the problem is, the problem comes in is that when the other person tries to tell you, oh, this is where you were wrong at. Hold up. Because to me, that's when somebody becomes defensive because it's right. just like, you keep pointing at me like it's me, 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 me. But again, if I'm, I'm, you know, busting the club all up, I'm not coming in by myself. 
But you know, we do. But we learn to manage relationships are designed experiences, right? So we learn to manage the relationship. How even even when even when they dissolve, right? We learn to manage that based upon how we've been taught to manage it, right? So we've either been taught uh, from our family of origin, like what I saw mom and daddy do, and and I always say my family of origin was my big mom and my uncle, right? Because they were like the coolest couple and we always were, you know, I felt safe. You know what I'm saying? I felt loved. I felt safe. And so I always said that I wanted that type of relationship when I watched the two of them interact. Um, but when I watched my mother and my stepfather, like that was the stuff that I was like, I don't ever want to be like, that. like, how you, how y'all, right? And Did so- you even like each other? Right. Do you even like each other? But, you know, we, you know, you, you learn- how to be in relationship based upon your relationship as a kid and what your family's taught you, right? So you got family of origin and then, you know, we come out into bigger spaces, right? That becomes our community of origin, right? Um, And then we move hopefully to a space where we can begin to talk about things like community of choice. And so moving to that space is what's key and instrumental. Because what family of origin is, I'm just going to copy and repeat the things that I saw in my household. But what gets us in terms of not being able to go ahead and honor the fact that something went right, even when the relationship was over, is our community of origin. Like, like our friends impact that. Our 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 uh, our fraternity brothers, our sorority suits, like all your your people tell you, I wouldn't I wouldn't be taking a uh, I wouldn't be returning his text message because you know he hurt you, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation once with a very close friend of mine when I said I'm responding because while I'm not in relationships, it's a past situationship, right? But while <laughs> we are not. Uh, in relationship with each other, right? We were still friends. And so if you take the time to recognize that you move from mental connection, um, mental intimacy to emotional intimacy before you get to physical intimacy, then if the physical intimacy deteriorates, right? Or the emotional pieces deteriorate, there still is room for that mental connection where we were connected and we have to honor that. And I think the healthy space um, is to say, you know, I don't have to totally disconnect. Now, sometimes the reason why the relationship ended, you do need to totally disconnect. You realize, oh, I chose wrong, right? There are some things that went on. Like, I don't, I don't say you got to be mentally connected to people that really mistreated you, but there still is a part that we both played in designing that experience, right? And so at its core, you know, you got to heal when it dissolves. Um, But even one of the things that I posted most recently is there is no healing without accountability, right? Amen. So I got to be accountable for the fact that even in my last situation, even though I would I would like to go down on the record as saying it was my fault. <laughs> but the realism is it takes the right to make that. So what so you're right, Miss Vaughn, when you said what did I do that contributed to that? Sometimes it might not be explicit. It might be tacit. It was like maybe I didn't hold you accountable when you did XYZ. Or maybe I didn't do right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both play a part in that. And I think that we move to this blaming space when really we just have to honor that um, maybe the relationship is no longer and we've chosen that. Uh, 
And that's our decision to make. But that doesn't mean we have to hate the person or that we have to step away from. We have to honor that there was some degree of closeness. And if you can salvage that, certainly that is in the best interest of individuals that now have brought life into the world as a result of that intimacy. So, but it's easy. It's a, a, a lot of layers. It's a lot of layers. Right. But is it, is it, is it just, is it just human nature to just take the easy route and want to blame as opposed to, to taking the, the accountability? Like, is that. But wait a minute, isn't it? And um, Fabrice, you can probably, I know you're going to speak on this about what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. In, in every story, there always has to be the hero and the villain, right? Why would I make myself the villain ah. and not the hero? True, but there's also movies where everybody dies, <laughs> you know, as a result of, of the action. But why, but, but why can't we let everybody live? I say let I say let everybody live. But it, well, when I say when I say everyone dies, like <laughs> something as far as that that need to blame, right? That that's the part of like you know like let's let's let that die let's 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 do away with that you know that that the need to to want to have to point a finger like it it has to be this person's fault you know um, so that that was where, where I was ma- making that that correlation but you know ultimately like you know no different no different than a phoenix phoenix has to die in order to to to, to rise and, and 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 move on again so you know so there, there's 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 a lot. To be said, said in that part, but Fabrice, you, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of gonna. I'm kind of gonna curve a little bit and go around the corner. Um, and I'll be the first to say that I have had or been in relationships that have gone completely sour. Um, <laughs> I definitely played a part in it. Um, and I own it, and I continue to own it. The thing that I think that I've learned, um, that's been a huge um, lesson for me is that in any relationship, in the beginning, you put your best foot forward. You naturally acquiesce to the very best version of you, whether that be mentally, spiritually, physically, you give your all. And then in doing so, because you're operating in that framework, the lens in which you see someone else is you see them at their best. It is when time, situations, and life, when that begins to get added on, you start uncovering some layers. You start to see some things that you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you start lifting the veil and you continue to lift and you continue to lift. And then all of a sudden, those very pretty spaces and places Mm -hmm. that you thought were so attractive Mm -hmm. aren't so attractive anymore. Mm -hmm. And instead of attacking that or going to that head on to confront it and to say, Hey, this is what, what is this? Right. We bypass, we swerve, we might overcompensate. We do a lot of unhealthy things. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you look up and you've literally have a bomb that just exploded. And I think when it comes to intimacy, I think in relationships, and this is just the book of Fabrice, (laughs) I think in relationships, if you start intimacy from a framework of friendship, Uh if you start intimacy from a framework of not what you can do for me or what I can do for you, but this is who I am and this is how I show up, do we connect? Yeah. Energetically 
exactly are we on the same page? Are our values the same? Do we believe the same thing? Then that's when you can begin to become more intimate. Yeah. And that's when it becomes more sexy. That's when that bond becomes deeper. That's when it becomes more real. Um, I think oftentimes, though, we naturally portray ourselves, like I said, in the best version of ourselves. And then one day we wake up. We wake up from the dream. It's like that. It's like that being on probation at a new job, right? Where it's like, I got Baby, and I can act a plum And so after that 90 day, you yes. just be like, wait a minute, you didn't tell me this and you didn't tell. And so that whole building um, friendship piece, um, I think is key. I agree with you there. Um, I think that there are time periods when um, <clears throat> that requires us to be uh, to be transparent, right? And so in that building, though, we're taught to mask. I mean, you know, in the building, the friendship pieces, we're taught to mask so many things about who we are. And then when the relationship blows up, it's like, but what about this and what about that? Because you didn't tell me that at the beginning, right? And so it becomes this element of distrust because, you know, everybody always thinks that a lie is what you told, but omission is a lie too. Baby, right? it's the omission part. That right. gets you. It's not necessarily the lie, it's the omission. Right, right. It's the omission. So I, build, I build on this whole, you know, like kids in the sandbox. Like today we sit here talking about X, Y, Z, but when you clench up about certain topics or whatever, right? And I'm like, well, what is that about? But, but, but intimacy is not only that I feel close enough to be all of me with you, even in conversation, right? What are my dreams? What's my vision for this? What about da-da-da? But that at some point, do I make you feel safe enough to do that? And that's what I mean about, about that. You both mm-hmm. play a part in it. Mm-hmm. There's something that, and even and even, even in my, my situation, I, my thought was, well, I think that there were some things that were omitted intentionally. There were some lies that were told. But I also have to honor the fact something made you not feel safe enough to tell me the truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, so that's why I say it's both part, and, 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 it, and it may not be anything you did mean or, in, or with malice. It could just be how you show up, right? That yeah. made someone not feel that way. But mm-hmm. it still destroys the closeness that you could have in, in, in having an intimate relationship, building that friendship, because... At the end of the day, lies destroy trust. Mm. Yes. You cannot have you cannot have intimacy unless I trust you. And we learn trust at the beginning with how we build relationships with our parents. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you would say that because I was on this uh, I was on this clubhouse call uh, or room last night, and it actually came up. Um, and one of the questions was. Um, as far as like, you know, when you're in that early stages of, of the relationship and you're asking questions and one of the things was hinting toward asking questions on, you know, like your like your past relationships and, you know, yeah. um, and things of that nature. And it was actually it was interesting. The, the room was basically, uh, you know, hard questions from men to the women. So the women in the room were not allowed to ask questions. They were only allowed to answer questions, you know. <laughs> And the guys basically got to ask their questions and, you know, the women had, had to answer it. But a lot of women were definitely like, you know, well, I'm not being that open with, with, with you. I'm not going to share that, that, that with you. Um, so is that, 
does it become counterproductive if you're trying to get to know someone in the sense of like, okay, I'm trying to get to know you, but you're choosing to not say or be open in that in 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 those moments where you know this is really toward the 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 point of us trying to get to know one one another, you know. And my, and my question to that would be when you had that comment, was it was it was it was that question posed toward the guys that weren't necessarily being open? No, that was that, that was a question proposed to the ladies, and the ladies responded by by saying that they. Oh wow! Okay, you know, um, and that you know that it was like you know, well, I don't feel the need to to tell you all all of that. Some of it does. Some people like you know, it doesn't matter. Like what happened in my past doesn't doesn't matter. Like you know, it would meet here now. But of course, this is to what we say. Like you know, there there's always something that you're bringing from the past with you. Right. You know, for, let's be realistic. You're like, right. So, so let's be a little, little bit realistic. So I'm just, I guess my my question is, is like, okay, is that counterproductive necessary to say like, hey, you want this level of trust, but you're not, but sometimes it requires to have a level of vulnerability that that you are not willing to open up. So right. you know, so 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 we start to build this on. A percentage game, like you said, I, I like the whole fact that, like, you know, probation, I'm going to have to work that into my relationships. Like, nope, we on 90-day probation, chick, hold up. You know, once, once we got some things to sort out. Once we get past silly. 90 days and we can go, you, you know. Silly. <laughs> 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 we can talk about benefits. Right, yeah, we can talk about benefits. No benefits don't kick in for 90 days. Hey, look here. Mm-mm. Nope, that's, that's, uh, that's well, a... Well, but you know what? But let's talk, but let's talk. But, but you know what? You know. But the 90-day but the thing becomes this, like, right? And I'm not saying hard and fast rules, right? But, <laughs> but... You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cooking for you. Um, I'm not doing though, because cooking for me is an intimate experience, right? Mm-hmm. So, because so, I like, because people that know me know I like to cook, right? Okay. So, so if I'm cooking for you, I, that is intimate. I'm trying to lay a foundation there, because mm-hmm. um, I, I work out in the kitchen, right? And then the conversation at the table and blah 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 blah. But 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 you got to we got to be at a point where I feel like I you done made it past a certain point and I feel you're worthy of, of knowing this other side of me because the conversation at the table is gonna be different when I've cooked dinner and now I'm trying to engage in conversation with you now. That's a lot different than when we sit across the table from each other at a restaurant and this first, second, maybe third date, right? right. Um, but I think it's stages of getting to know you. But I also think that when it comes up, I got a question whether or not I see um, in you what I want in terms of my friendship, right? And okay. so I'm the same degree of honest in all my relationships, right? Um and I think anybody for me, and this is a little uh, different than I think that we've been taught to do in terms of society, but um, at a certain point, I expect a degree of certain, certain stuff. I'm not going to ask you to, I feel like we, 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 we cool enough to do that. But I asked a, cert, a, a couple of questions on the first day. I may ask some 
I'm different when we sit at the table talking. I'll say, what was your worst relationship experience and da 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 right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you mine, right? right. Um, what's the biggest goof up you made in a relationship? Because I think that having that conversation is about building trust, right? Um, but it's also like, this is that's what a I level learned. Of intimacy. This is what especially I learned. Your, right? That's about, a level of intimacy. Like, yeah. Especially when you answer, because I, I know I'm very good. I will ask a thousand and one questions. I do. And I definitely engage how someone is receptive or interested in me based on if they ask me those questions. If I'm just the one sitting here asking you questions, then I understand that you're not interested in me. Right. I get that. Like, I get that because there's no level of engagement. Intimacy is reciprocity. Yes, it is. Oh, God, yes. Yes, it is. And I think and I think so many times we as people, we hurry up and miss that point just because because something is appeasing to either my eyes or my body parts or whatever. And we miss that point of literally understanding that can you hold a conversation? Right. Like, do you do you brush your teeth every day? Like some people don't. And and certain things you realize that when you have a conversation, but sometimes we're so in a rush just to get to this other side, whether it's the physical side, whether it's whatever it is, we're such in a rush that we miss so many little things that we've been like, hmm. But we haven't, but we haven't been taught, nor have we learned how to, how to build the relationship. I always go back to this to this to this idea right here. We didn't learn how to build our Legos good. Oh, well, yeah. I, was, see, I was getting ready to say <laughs> we don't sit. In, we don't know how to sit in the sandbox, yeah. right? Because we everything now is ubiquitous technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. conversations on the internet. Kids now are playing games and connecting with people that they never see. So when you were building relationships because you were at the sandbox in the neighborhood, I guess I just told people that I'm a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you did. But, okay. but the other thing about neighborhood friends is you you began to build trust, right? And so I was reading this thing about men and friendships and relationship development, right? Um, and this whole lack of vulnerability in terms of male friendships, which then transfers to lack of vulnerability in your dating relationships, right? Mm-hmm. But when we all was in the sandbox, you learned how to have an argument. And then the next day, you sitting on your porch and you mad. And whoever it was was looking at you like, uh, um, when you want to come play, I got a ball. Let's go down to the sandbox. Okay. And you learned how to have a disagreement. You learned how to get over the disagreement. Y'all be out playing ball the next day and somebody would say, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I'm sorry too. Why you playing? But you, you learn how to do that. In this day and age, it's the day and age where if I'm mad about something you did, I just unfriend you and then I block you. So I never learned how to build, right? And to be vulnerable, I just turn the, I just cut it off. So it makes it uncomfortable space to be vulnerable. But I think that you give what you get, kind of like that whole uh, biblical principle that, or the spirit of reciprocity, as Ms. Faree said, but the biblical principle that says to find a friend, you must first present yourself friendly. So if I don't, if I'm not willing to share of myself um, because I've not healed certain parts of myself or I'm not comfortable with myself or whatever that context is, then I'll never really build at an even level with you. And so we'll never necessarily have that intimate connection. Mm -hmm. 
So now you always approach a situation from lack and less than than from a yeah. than from a standpoint of abundance and overflow. Mm, girl. Mm. Oh. Every single time. Every time. So when every you, time. So when you have that swinging it on back over to 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 this this realm. So when you have that as far as now you have that that now this this bundle of joy, this child that now connects you to this person for the remainder of your days. Although a lot of us like to sit there and put a number on it and say 18 years. That's 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 it. I got an 18 year sentence. Okay. With this person. Okay. Past 18, I really don't have to deal with your ass for like Look, you know, hold on. And, and twenty and and twenty-fourth they go to college and the and emancipation is linked towards uh exactly. Exactly. <laughs> From my past court background. Right, exactly. So you know, so when once you now and once you now add that piece to it, like and if that relationship does not make it, like how, you know, let's, what, what is, what's the, how does it difficult go, what level, how can I put that? From a, from a, from a government perspective, we are now at DEFCON 4. Uh-oh. Yeah. If it's like, you know, like, cause, I, cause again, you know, we talked about the factor of like, you know, your, your expectation, right. Or your, your, or those unspoken expectations, you know, and how those definitely come, come into play when it is that you now have, um, you know, as a situation goes forth, I know with my situation, you know, I was there, you know, even though in my heart, I was like, mm, no, this relationship going to make it, but. I was still there as far as my responsibility, you know, because my responsibility was now the fact that we have agreed, we have agreed, you know, to go ahead and move forward and have this, have this child. So doctor's appointments was there, you know, everything, all, all of that was there to then later find yourself in a position to be now in a court custody case, you know, which, which I, I love the fact of what it is that you said, said uh, last week when we were having a conversation on Clubhouse where we were talking about um, the fact that that, which I don't think a lot of people take a look at that. Like once you get to the thing of court, it now becomes a thing of winner versus loser. Somebody has to win. Someone's going to lose, you know, and it becomes this and it, and it makes this fight now. Now, now you're bringing out now you have to bring out a side of you that you may not have wanted to bring out, you know. But because you're working with a lawyer, you know, unless it's something that you've worked out amongst yourselves. And even and even I has had a, had a crazy situation. I have another friend of mine that that, that went through a divorce. And this is the craziest thing. Him and his, his now ex-wife had an agreement between them on what it was that he was going to pay for child support. Got to court and court was literally like, nope, it's not enough. It now needs to be this. And it went up, you know. So, so two, but two things to that, yeah. and another caveat. So, okay, so it doesn't have to get because what I was going to say when you said the court gets involved and somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. And then I love the second part of that, Chris, which was there's an agreement. The when you when you're at the stage when the relationship has dissolved, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be to think. Somebody has to win and somebody has to lose means that it's zero sum thinking, right? Right. Um, the, the sum has to be zero. At the end of the day, the two parents can agree to custody and visitation. And mm-hmm. most of the time, 
time, unless the state is involved in the matter, the two of them can agree to that. Right. Right. It is when we're arguing over other things like, well, um, you want Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, you know, you got to pay some more child support. We, we negotiate the child because we have not healed from the relationship. Right. And we use the kid as a pawn, uh-huh. right? right? But it doesn't have to be that way. I think we have to normalize, right, right. agreement. We got to normalize intimacy. You know what? Our relationship, I've seen this happen, but I can't put it, but not on more than one hand, right? In, in, in the 28 years I've done this. But we have to normalize the relationship did not work. Mm-hmm. But we have a child. Mm-hmm. Let's do this, right? And right. so it doesn't have to be a situation where the court is making a decision. But when you're arguing so much and you can't agree to nothing, then you're telling the judge to make that, and the judge going to have, you have a guardian item, you have a social worker, you have all these other people telling you how to raise your child. And then we say, well, the system did, well, you let the system make the decision. Right. Right. Now, I don't know, in that scenario, it sounds like the state may have been involved um, with some other... um, significant interest in the matter if they didn't let the parents agree. Yeah, like that was, I mean, when when he told me about it, I was just like, er, like, wait a minute, like, I mean, yeah. that, because they, they literally, they didn't, they didn't go with, neither one of them got lawyers. They perfectly, like, they, they went, you know, they did the whole document between themselves, got everything signed off, submitted it to, to the court, got their date. Right. Date. Literally going through all of the all of the paperwork, and then literally judges made made that that decision, you know, and you know, so so uh, you but know, at the point that they got the court involved, they they were at right. that point, right, right. They, it was a free for all, right, all for the court to decide right. because honestly, if they came to that agreement, they didn't have to get the court involved. Mm, okay, they could have settled, and the two of them could have been firm with their agreement. But as soon as you bring the court system right. involved, right. Yeah. there's rules, laws, and everything else. And the person that is the judge that sits in that seat yeah. has final say. My judges love a consent. They love a consent decree. I, you know what, and I, so that, so that is. So again, speaking to those difficulties, I like, you know, when the, when the ladies last week said that, like, you know, they stayed out of court, I realized I was like, okay, you know what, that needs to be a platform to speak on because I definitely, I definitely feel that that it's important for us, especially as black people, I'm going to say that we stay as far out of court as we possibly can because it's not designed for the best interest of us, you know, at, at all. So the minute you, you know, the minute you place me into, into this situation, right, um, you are, it's, it's a different, not now I have to take on a different mindset. So, you know, going back to the whole intimacy pieces where it's like, okay, now, now not only is there, there the death of our physical intimacy, you know, there's now also the death of our mental intimacy because now you are, you have positioned yourself to now be the enemy. You shouldn't be. But but that that is, you know, and just talking about to probably like the emotional or mental state in which it is that people are thrusted to when those situations occur um, and being in, in that in that headspace of where it's like, OK, I now now I'm mad. 
before I was I was willing to work everything out with you and try to make sure this is. But now you've placed me in this position and, you know, like like like, you know, uh, like anybody says, I mean, anybody from the hood, don't back me in the corner. You know, don't bat me in the corner because what because what I need to do in order to get up out of this corner, you're not gonna like. You know, um, but but I'm, but I'm gonna come back to that same conversation we had on Clubhouse Fleming, and that was this: um, when um, someone made the statement, and it was powerful. Um, brother said, "Well, I mean, you don't ask questions like that when you're dating," and I said, "Well, you should." Right. That's what dating is for. Like, I want to know what you think about. Uh, uh, private school versus public school. Like when my right. when my godson got married, and I was like, "Well, y'all, before y'all do this, y'all need private school or public school." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, spanking a timeout. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about those things, right? Right. Uh, but and he looked at me. He was like, "Well, pops, we getting married," and I said, "Right, but let's talk talk about that today yeah. because <laughs> when children arrive." Right, because you're gonna spend a honeymoon and you're gonna be enjoying this and enjoy. Mm-hmm. When y'all gonna talk, you talk. That's what you talk about during dating, because mm-hmm. I need to know that before I explore right anything else. Because life may come forth from right. this relationship, and right. if it does, that's how we resolve this gap. We're fighting in the courthouse because we don't know each other. Right. And right. so we got to move young people down this whole relationship building piece where we talk about what's your vision of your future? Well, what's right. your vision of your future? What city you want to live in? You want how many kids you want to have? Do you think da da da? Because as we build that, we're able to leave each other whole and intact and nurture each other in the relationship. Mm. And heaven forbid that something happens where the relationship ends, we can still nurture protect each other after the relationship. But we don't spend the time asking the questions. Like Miss Vaughn said earlier, you know, we at the club, you looking good to me, blah, 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 blah. You see me in the produce section, because I don't go to the club, I'm old. You see me at the produce section. At the, the produce section. Yes, how you pull it, how you uh, getting that uh, pepper. That's yes, like how you rub that pepper. Or you see me over there getting me some spiced, uh, I mean, some smoked paprika for my bacon. Yes, smoked paprika. And so you like, hey, oh, you, hey, right? And so I'm saying, hey, and you saying, hey, do we move to something that builds some, hey, why don't we go have a drink? Why don't we go... Break some bread at this good establishment. Let's get to know each other. If we spent, because that's that's a line we use. If we spend some time getting to know each other, right? That sandbox experience, mm-hmm. right? Then we will be building different types of relationships and we can have other types of outcomes. Because that whole thing about me being pushed in the corner, I get that. But you're adversarial because you were never connected to begin with. Mm. Mm. Well, dang! I didn't. Yeah, I guess I can see that. I can see that. I, I want. I want you was, to be fairly when we get to court, but we walked right, in the court right. because we couldn't resolve it. True. True. Or we could. Or, but at the same time, I think there are those times where it is that. Um, like you said, we live in a society that literally places people in a position to where it's like, oh, if you want to put a man in check, go ahead, you know, child support, boom, you know, or if you want to do it, it becomes a thing of where, you know, like you said, I'm mad at you because I didn't get this. 
So now what I'm going to do is... But I should have asked you about what do you do when you get angry? Right. True. Right. How do you how do you, how did you handle how did, how did you handle your last breakup? Because we all got an ex boot right. thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you do when you feel violated? Right. What do you do when you feel as though something has been taken from you? What mm-hmm. do you do when you feel as though you've been disrespected? Yeah. These are questions that need to be asked mm-hmm. in the most safe spaces spaces as possible. Because again, we often tend to give our best selves. And we will tell you what we think you want to hear because mm-hmm. we want you so bad. You got to get past all of that. Right. So it's funny you would say that because I, I so um, a few weeks ago, I went on a date, you know, and I'm on date. But it was I said, what was I saying? But it was cool, you know, but okay, okay. to your point, she came with card games because it was movie night so she came with card games you know and so we literally had something that just sort of kind of background noise but had this card game it was like three options so it was like either either regular cards one was i forgot the name of it but this other one was literally it was like this questions game which was which i thought for me was like okay i'm enjoying this this is like this is different never did no shit like this yeah um but and it was funny because I pulled, you know, so we take turns and I pulled one. And ironically enough, some of the things in which it is that were questions in mind, because it's funny how the universe works, but some of the questions that I did have literally were cards that I pulled. So I didn't really have, so it, so it instantly put me in a comfort zone to be able to ask the question because it was yeah. on his card, you know? And it was funny because it was like, okay, pulled the card. It was like, okay, so what if, you know, if you if your significant other ends up getting pregnant, like, what are you going to do? And I was just like, oh, Okay, we ain't even got there, <laughs> but I'm glad we go ahead and ask this question. Um, and so I looked at her and she looked at me and I'm like, well, yours is in college. Mine is 15. You really trying to like re- re- reset this clock? And she was just like, hell no. I was like, oh, cool. Great. <laughs> so now we know where we at with that. I mean, and that was just, you know, not to the point where it just got late. But, but, can, but, can, I, but can, can I ask you a question? Sure. The question was, what if, was that the question? What if she got pregnant? I'm paraphrasing. Like, yeah, what if your significant other got got pregnant? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so, so the most critical piece of that was, what if? Right. The answer was, are you trying to reset the clock? That meant some degree of intentionality. What if y'all continue to date? And what if she got pregnant? Like, the, 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 the more intimate space... Mm-hmm. Would have been, yeah. You know, you know, mm-hmm. if it happens. This is what I. This is what we need to do. This is what I'm willing to do. This is what I would expect you to do because mm-hmm. we avoid. So, see, we. Mm, mm-hmm. It's good to me. Mm. We used to talk <laughs> in. We used. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm screaming on the uh, on the podcast. <laughs> I got excited. Listen, we used to talking, but right. we're not used to communicating. Mm-hmm. Right. We right. used to talking because that was a good, that was a damn good question, right? Yeah, no, and y'all sitting there like, y'all already weighed up your pluses and minuses. Look, one in college, 115, we ain't doing mm-hmm. this on purpose. But what if? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean when I say sandbox conversation. Mm-hmm. See, right. there's this issue um, that we get to, um, this book I was reading, and it says, um, that when we grow up, your heart dies, right? You you lose some degree of vulnerability in conversations, right? The more adult we become. 
Because had you had that conversation at 15, you'd have been like, well, girl, I'm going to go to night school and da, da, da. Right? But as adults, we're like, oh, no, we're not trying to redo that, right? So let's avoid the question. And if you're avoidance, you can often find the answer. And you'll find the answer that's most comfortable. But not not only will you find the answer, you'll find the most honest answer in the avoidance. And that is always, that is always with me. It's just like, you know, you are our actual question. It's like, okay, you're not answering my question. No, I gave you, I gave you an answer. No, you didn't. I say that. Come on. I I, I know I'm very quick to say, um, how did I do how did I make you feel? What? No, I'm sorry. What did I do to make you feel such and such way in order for you to react that way to me? Because that in that conversation, I'm making, I am in that way, I'm trying to take ownership of oh. understanding what it is that I did to make you upset or to make you feel some type of way or whatever. What I have learned is that a lot of people have a problem with that because then they'll give they they can't do it right they can't because then they give you general answers and it's just like i i didn't i was like what does that have to do with me and and my biggest my my first question always when i see something i'm like tell me what this is right Mm -hmm. like i'm hearing something i'm seeing something tell me what this is, right? And I ask that because I don't know what I've done. I just know that I saw you, your behavior shift. I, I, saw, I saw a reaction that her. I didn't care for. Like, no, 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 tell me what that is. And it's, I don't want to talk about it. What, what damn, you just show well, you. Well, when are we going to talk about it? Right? So well, you can't rub on my thigh. No, so, we can't rub on my thigh and you can't so, answer this question. Right. Yeah. So, so with, with that, with that so in our early, early person. ask the questions. Mm-hmm. But with that in our early part of our conversation, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm speaking to Fabrice. So the early part of our conversation. Oh, okay. I, we're just the rest. Yeah. Right. We're just, we're just listening. Okay. Yeah. No. Go ahead. <laughs> so with that, it's like when, when we talk about communication, right, effectively communicating and realizing that body language is indeed a language. It's called body language for a reason. So you're, you are physically communicating to something to me when I come in and your body is saying, I'm pissed. Yes. I asked you. Yeah. So you all right? Oh, I'm fine. Okay. See, now we got a problem because you can't even be honest with, 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 with me, let alone be honest. I mean, you honest with yourself because you're saying it like in, in your head, you know, there's a problem, but you want to tell me it is not. So that in itself becomes like that, that the challenge, because for me, I'm a, I'm a, okay, there's a problem. Let's talk about it. But what if, okay. Until later. What if I, I can't express Press it in that moment. Like for a lot of people, I can't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk in anger because you can't take that, you can't take it back in anger. So if if I tell you I'm fine, then how is it? And you know I'm not fine, or I'm just saying, you know what, I need to be left alone. Thank you. That that's what you need. Because because in that moment you are communicating with me and saying, hey, you're we're acknowledging that both of us, because I'm not crazy. Let's be let's be clear. I'm not crazy. There's clearly a problem, but at least by you saying like, "Hey, you know what? Right, I got something on my mind right now. Right. I need to sort it out first, and then I come talk to you." And so, Ooh, and, 
Because here's the deal. Because here's the deal. Hold on, Miss B. Because here's the deal, Miss <laughs> Vaughn. Because when you say I'm fine and you're not fine, you're lying. You're yeah. lying. You're not fine. We've got to create safe spaces. If you want intimacy, then that means you got to be. You got to. You got to create that even for yourself. Listen, I am not. I, I got some stuff rolling through my head. I need to sort some stuff out. We're going to go on and go on to the movies tonight because we said we were going to do that. I want to talk to you, but right now I don't have words. Or I'm in my feelings about blah, 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 blah. But I don't want to have a conversation right now. Can we Can we move this to da, 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 da? Like I will say, uh, can we move this till tomorrow after breakfast, right? Because right now I want to enjoy our date. I want to go do so-and-so because we said we were going to do that, right? But we do need to talk. I think you have to honor that you do need to come back and have the conversation. But if I say I'm fine and I'm not fine, you're lying to your partner, right? So so again, you're saying, I don't trust you to tell you the truth that my body is telling you one thing and my mouth is saying I'm fine. And and what, I want, what, what I want to add to that is I, I want to go back to the very beginning Uh-oh. of what was said which was you approached your the person you were dating, whomever, and you asked the question, are you okay? Or what's wrong? Or let's go with, are you okay? And that person's response was fine. Let's go back, back to the beginning. You as the individual who approached that person recognized something was off. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come at you and I'm going to say, why would you approach the other person and say, well, what's wrong? Or are you okay? I would immediately say, hey, I'm picking up on X, Y, and Z. This is what I see. This is what I feel. This is what I hear. Can we talk about this? Because to put the ownership on the other person, if the other person was ready and could articulate, they would have done it. Yep. So so with that, let me me be clear Mm -hmm. on that. When I made the statement true, that wasn't necessarily how I was phrasing it in this in this moment, but I never because again, when you go through co-parenting class, one of the things that I definitely like, I don't do use or I like it's never right. ever a thing to try to place someone on a defensive. Never do I approach a conversation with that. So it's always I and, and especially even more so now, I'm quick to be like, well, hey, if I see you, good evening, good morning, how you doing? How was your day? You know, the energy in which it is that I'm gonna ask you how it is your day was going because that for me it was a thing of like, okay, I'm I need to connect with you. I haven't seen you in X amount of period of time. Here we are now back in our respectable spaces and I need to connect with you wanting to connect with you so hey how was your day you know oh, i was all right okay just all right you know yeah it was all right okay anything, anything wrong you, you you okay you know and it's it's a thing of, of trying to say like okay give you that give you that space that where if there is something yeah. then by all means i'm here to listen because i want to because i want to make sure that everything is all right between us you know and it was like oh, i'm fine Okay, cool. You know, and so so that but again, like I said, body language is indeed loud. So you can say that you're fine. But if your body language is literally being incredible Hulk at me right now, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, oh, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go over here and go, you know, now I'm going to go and because clearly you need, need some time, you know. I'm not saying that, but I'm acknowledging that to myself that, okay, clearly some, some time is needed. All right, I'm going to be downstairs. You know, you now have the floor. 
if you choose to come, come and talk, talk to me, you you have that you have that option. But I, but to and I, and I like what is it you had to say say about by the coach because in that, in that essence it is indeed like like if I lie to you, you're gonna be mad. Uh-huh. You know, whether it's a small lie, a big lie, it's still a lie. You know, we get on our kids for for literally telling small fibs. You know, so as adults, if you're saying that, I'm fine. I'm big on that. I'm big on that. Anytime someone says that, I immediately go back to what I read, which was we tell eight lies a day. Mm. And it starts with, well, how do you feel? What are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. No, actually, you have a headache. How are you doing doing today? Yeah. But we just. Yeah. Um, But no, I would agree with that. I also want to affirm something that I heard that you said, which was, you know, the nonverbal body language um, and the nonverbal communication. That is very huge because we do talk in ways that go beyond just words in relationships. And again, just my opinion. (laughs) I'm not a therapist, I'm not a doctor, I'm none of that. But um, I think that in relationships, when you come from a position of what am I bringing in? What do I want to talk about? What do I think those are good spaces to be in, but you can't walk in having an expectation of someone else because that's not fair. That's not good. That's not an even playing field. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to say, hey, this is who I am and this is how I show up. Are you ready to talk about it? Yeah. Is this good timing? Because it may be detrimental for me. I may need to have that conversation right now or I can't move forward. Right. But that other person is not ready. Yeah. Right. You're not going to get anywhere because no matter how you look at it, communication is always a two way street. Absolutely. Um, and it actually get worse if you're pushing me and I don't want to talk right now mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. 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 It could be a so, Yeah. In- <laughs> intimacy can be beautiful, but it can be scary at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What makes it so scary? Um, being able to completely give of yourself a hundred percent with nothing in return. You have mm. to submit. It, say that again. You have to submit to that. Yeah. Yeah. Say, no, seriously, say that again. <laughs> being able to give of yourself one hundred percent, expecting nothing in return. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Miss Vaughn, it is the expectation. Mm. That betrays all the time. Chapter two, Judas Mama. Go ahead. <laughs> so anyone, anyone that I talk to who says I'm ready to be in a relationship or I'm ready to be married or I'm ready to be in partnership with someone, my question is, are you ready to give of yourself a hundred percent and get nothing in return? Mm. If you answer that with a hundred percent yes in full confidence without hesitation, you're ready. Mm-hmm. But if you're expecting anything, and I mean anything, you're not ready. Because it takes me to give you a hundred of me. I mean, it takes me to give a hundred of me to you, for you. And then you to give a hundred of you to me, for me. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we can be what we need to be. Is that possible? Oh, it's possible. Okay. If you, but, if, but, but only if you got a hundred to give. There we go. Right. Because you have not learned to love, mm. starting with loving yourself, and you ain't healed from your last experience. Right. You don't have a hundred in the tank. 
Here's the reason why I was asking the question, is it is it possible? Because I think that, you know, much of what we said earlier, right? Like everyone's everyone's carrying something. Yeah. You know? Everybody's carrying something. I could have, so, I, but I could be carrying and have a hundred. Correct. Okay. Okay. I Correct. could be carrying and have a hundred because I know what's in my bag. Mm-hmm. True. I know what I'm carrying. I know yeah. what triggers it. I know how to take the the. I know how to 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 take the little detonation off of it. Right. <laughs> um. I come in saying this is these are the things. Right. <laughs> um. You got to know what your non-negotiables are. You got to know what you want. You got to know what you don't want. You got to know what matters to you. When, 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 when you got to know what you're owning from your past experience and and to be able to say that. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I can say these are the ways that I maybe sabotaged some stuff in the past, Mm -hmm. these are the way, these are some things that are, that are always triggers and deal breakers for me. These are blah, blah, blah. Not, not that you're doing it in the 90 day, not you do it on the first or the second day, but every time we go to the play, every time we go to the sandbox and we talking, you know, the next time something comes up Mm -hmm. and we talking about some stuff, Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's communicate about some things because you got, I got to show you who I am mm-hmm. so that you can show me who you are before we can be given a hundred. Mm-hmm. And I might, I might notice if I'm paying attention, right. Mm-hmm. That you ain't at a hundred. Yeah. And then there's a choice we need to make. Uh-huh. About things Because some of the brokenness that occurs is in re- relationships aren't failed relationships they're created by broken people yep well who create create the mask as if they're not broken right because you because the blaming piece comes from the fact that oh it wasn't me it was you no it was both of us we was both kind of jacked up in that shit Uh uh-huh we and we may love the hell out of each other and the worst thing to do is bear a child in that situation. You may have made hella good guacamole from scratch. You use fresh lime juice. With fresh lime juice. Ooh, and the red, and the red onions. And I may have loved you, I may have loved you beyond your other transgressions, right? Mm-hmm. But if you couldn't give me a hundred percent. And I'm giving you 100%. I got to own the fact that I willingly made the choice when I saw the red flag. Yeah. And I think that is always... And the decision decision is one of two things. Because so the the brother and the the therapist in our last clubhouse conversation, they talked about therapy. You know what? If you realize that you want to make that work, then the question becomes, how do we resolve these barriers to intimacy, these barriers to 100%. So both of our tanks can be full, right? So we can love each other until the Lord come back or until the afterlife, whatever you want to call it, right? But 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 my point is, how do we get there means that we're going to be co-conspirators in what the universe has for us, right? right. That means we're both committed to it, right? But if we decide that we can't or one person decides that they're not, shit, you better save yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Because I, re- I, I, refuse, I refuse to submit to a situation that'll kill my spirit. Right. You know, as you were talking earlier where you said that, you know, you know what's in your bag and, you know, you know yeah. how to put the pin. I honestly thought in my head it popped in. I was like, okay, are you an emotional suicide bomber or are you just holding a grenade? 
you know, the suicide bomber comes in and literally has like, you know, everything strapped to and they got the and they got the the little trigger in the hand. You see it in all the movies and whatnot. It's usually the ultimate scene where like, you know, either they shoot the person or they defuse the bomb, whatever it is they're doing. But I but I right. that, but as you were talking, like I picture that as being like that, that that suicide bomber literally being everything and what it is that has hurt them over the years and everything that they've held on to. So are you walking in with a full with a full full metal jacket of like bombs like strapped to to you with a with a sense with a sensitive trigger ready to go off, or are you just holding a grenade right now? Because I mean, a grenade. I mean, it could be a smoke bomb. We don't really know. It might be a grenade, but the impact is obviously a little less than you know like, the, your chest strap with C four. They both explode. True, they do. They and do. I don't, but I, they both explode. So yeah. I go back to this. It don't matter how big the bomb is. Mm-hmm. My question is, can you deactivate your own bomb? Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't do that, then I'm always going to be a casualty of the war. And that war is with you because you're the suicide bomber. True. Right? So until you've learned to love, you will either attract, become, or create the very thing you do not love. So if you're the suicide bomber, you bring in some past hurt, you got some daddy issues that's unresolved, you got some mama issues that's unresolved, you got some self-esteem stuff that ain't resolved, I will always be connected to someone who cannot give me 100%. I will be connected to someone who has not learned to love. What will they do? They will either attract the very thing that they dislike, they'll become that other parent that they dislike, or they'll create the same turmoil in our relationship, right? Mm -hmm. That they never loved about the experiences that they had growing up. Doesn't matter whether you got the hand grenade or you the or you, you know, or you the suicide bomber with, you know, all the sticks connected to you and the, and, and the little push button thing, right? right. Um, at the end of the day, it's always going to explode. Yeah. And we gotta, we gotta, we got to deactivate the bombs, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to be able to communicate in ways where there's closeness. If we are, if when you develop intimacy, I know what triggers you. Yes. And so if I know what triggers you and I realize I've done it, it's like, you know what, boo, I'm sorry. Guess what? I know blah, 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 blah happens. And let me, let me, let me tell you what I meant by that. Right. I, I can grow in that, in, in recreating that sandbox space because I can see that I triggered you, but I don't know what triggers you if I don't even feel comfortable enough to communicate who I am, what I, what my past looks like, right? Because we still hiding from each other. And then you triggered and you done blew up. And I'm sitting here like, well, I don't know where all that comes from. I, I mean, I, I'm... I, I, hide and seek with grenades. We play hide and go... Right. Hide and go <laughs> seek with grenades. Stay with his analogy, Coach Blacks. And I, I, I see you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Triggers is a whole nother conversation. Triggers is a whole nother conversation. Triggers is a whole nother conversation. So we'll we'll, we'll just put down as a as an option for later on. Triggers, triggers and co-parenting. You know, there we go. And how that how that uh that's fam, but that's family of origin too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. if I come home, if I come home and we are we 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 have a child. And I had to work late mm-hmm. and it's eight o'clock and our child hasn't eaten. That's a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Especially when we got a a, a, a refrigerator, because I'm a provider, right? So right. we're going to 
buy our groceries. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that whole, well, you know, I did. That's a, that's a, because my family of origin was, it dictates something different in terms of my, my expectations about our household, um, our, our relationship and us rearing our child. But you would know that had we spent time talking while we were dating mm-hmm. about growing up and what my life was like and what my expectations are about my future, um, whether we got a kid or not. I mean, mm-hmm. the conversation needs to happen before the kid gets here. Mm. That, that pricked my heart when we were talking on, on Clubhouse. Um, and it pricked my heart because there were young brothers asking about that. And I'm like, but those are the questions you were supposed to ask before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what dating is for. True, true. You know. And if you want to get to the really good questions, sit down and make a list of things you don't want to be asked. Mm. And then ask that other person to ask you those questions. Mm. That's, that's a good one. That's Damn, that was, that was good. That was good. Girl, you be coming with these gems. Hold though. on, wait a minute. What you what you what 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 you what you, what you want to say again? You want to say what, again? what you say? Yes, I will repeat. Sit down and take some time with yourself and write down all the questions that you personally do not want to be asked. And then mm-hmm. hand those questions to the other person and ask them to ask you those questions because we don't know what we don't know. I like that because it puts you in the it makes me think back to when I when I hit when I hit coach up about the session and I said, okay, there's gonna be this question. And the question is pretty much start with the why without pointing the finger. Yeah. Because it allows you to basically really look in yourself, you know, and really, and, and, and honestly, that, that, that could lead to self-assessment, you know, or self-revelation, you know, as into like, damn, like, okay, damn, I really got a problem with that. Like, okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, so I, I, I like that. So thank you for that, for that, you know, yeah. yeah. It, it, it'll probably be a social media post at some point I'm saying, you know, so. we are ever evolving <laughs> true really true constant change. It's <laughs> I won't forget about that well, but, but even before you get to the point of evolution you know I guess the other thing is you got to know what it is that you want you got to know what you like and you very true true so, <laughs> you know that starts off with you asking yourself who you are right Ooh. What is it that you like? Um, what don't you like? Right. Um, what do you want? Like, I don't have a problem saying, you know. What are, what the, are your non-negotiables? What are your non-negotiables? <laughs> what can't you do without? Mm. Right? Like, you owe it to yourself to be able to say, these are the things that I can't do without. Because mm. if you can't be honest with yourself first, right? Then how can I ever be honest with somebody else? Which I think definitely, again, you know, swinging on back. But I think, you know, when you get to the point of of being in a place of where I, I just personally think like, you know, if you, you're at a point outside of anger men aside, obviously, you know, if it's the death of, of, a, of a relationship. Um, and like we said before, you know, there's a child involved and unfortunate. Okay. And like, it's like, okay, well, hey, what are the non-negotiables for us at this particular point as co-parents like you know what yeah. what is hence the reason why we keep saying like you know co-parenting is about the kids like you know like let's mm-hmm. let's really you know it, it no longer becomes a what i need in this mm-hmm. you know it becomes a what is what is for the, for the child in this and making sure that that 
you know, because again, this is, this is again to, to that self-reflection. It's like, okay, look, as a result of your parents doing this, my parents doing this, this is yeah. the person in which it is that they sent out into the world. Yeah. That's you know? it. And I don't want to be the component for sending another duplicate copy of me out into to, to the world. I just don't want that. So, you know, that, that, that becomes the, the, uh, the tough thing to, to move to, you know, conversation-wise for some, I think. I, I'd like to add to that toughness, which is oftentimes when you get to the point in which co-parenting is required, at that point, the parents involved have probably violated some form of intimate connection. Mm-hmm. And now at that point, because you're now in a co-parenting relationship, you're now on guard Mm. because the mere fact that you now have to co-parent is caused by some sort of violation. It took you out of a place that you were in Mm -hmm. and moved you to a completely different space that more than likely either one or if not both persons never wanted to be there in the first place. Right. Right. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah. We're going, we're going, we're gonna hold on to that one for for the next conversation. This is the Lord, girl. This is like four spinoffs already. Like uh, I mean, and, and hey, that's that's good. <laughs> no, this book of this book of B is is amazing because it's like now wait a minute. We know the coaches came to work. Mm, y'all y'all did y'all y'all came y'all y'all came to coach today. Okay. Um. So we we are well real quick. So we are nearing the end of our hour so final thoughts from the panel is what we about to about to about to go through so um we'll go ladies first coach b miss b <laughs> um i would just probably just offer that um intimacy is very real but first fall in love with yourself mm-hmm. good to you yourself love yourself marry yourself date yourself yourself yeah um, fix yourself and then at that point then be at a point where you're ready to be intimate with someone else but start with you right oftentimes we want to point the finger when there's four other fingers pointing right back at us so yeah that'd be my offering Doc. i got three but <laughs> um you know what you want because you know what you don't want. And because you know what you don't want, you therefore know what you want. So spend some time identifying for yourself what you want before you go find somebody else to be that for you. Mm. And be and honor yourself enough to know when whatever that dating situation is, when that's not what you want. Don't go down the path and waste energy and waste your time and potentially create another more complicated situation when you know what you want because you know what you don't want. And therefore, because you know what you don't want, you know what you want. Fleming. Thank you. Just fine. Go ahead. Like, come on. Now. I don't have anything to say. I am literally, but I, what I will say is that <laughs> the conversation has produced some things in me that I need to handle. 
and that you can have a conversation with somebody and they can bring up can bring up certain stuff inside you that you didn't even know like you knew it was a problem but now you're kind of understanding what that problem is so now it's just like based off of this conversation i can literally say at this point it's realizing like okay you know now you know what the problem is now you can actually say it like now now you actually have the terminology to say it so thank y'all for giving me the terminology to say what my problem is i appreciate that (laughs) we always both play a part in it Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and move to some solutions. Oh, you, you know what? Don't I, stay stuck I, there. Don't stay stuck in that problem. You know what? And I, I think that will be the part that's the hardest because then it's like, what is the solution? Mm. Like, what? I mean, sometimes it it's not always as easy as cutting something off. Like it's not. So when so when it's not when you can't cut it off, you know what the problem is and you can't cut it off, then what are you supposed to do with that? Mm. And that's kind of the problem. It's like, all right, then I know what the problem is. I have no idea what the solution is because it's not as easy as cutting it off or I can just step away from you. Like, what what do I do now? I don't want to stay in this. Of course, I don't want to stay in this situation, but what to do? What to do? Mm. First and foremost, thank the two of you for joining us. Um, absolutely. I absolutely enjoyed this conversation. I know Coach Coach, going to hit me up later and be like, did you get what you wanted from this conversation? So I'm going to tell him now, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I got it. Um, definitely uh, some very, uh, lot of, a lot of things, a lot of takeaways, a lot of takeaways, a lot of uh, soul searching personal uh thoughts uh bouncing around in my in my head at this particular point um a lot of work to do a lot of work to do um you know and i i just as i said before this is therapeutic right mm-hmm. and at the same time it is done with the absolute hope that it does that it has the same effect for others mm-hmm. and that the takeaway is uh, as i stated in, in in our clubhouse from last way I, I don't ever want anyone to leave from any of these experiences being the same as they came in right and that that is that is because i don't want to be that right so it's it's it is uh yeah yeah oof y'all have y'all have definitely pulled out pulled out some some emotional moments from me from me today so um thank you for that um i will yeah yeah that's about it hey it ain't, it ain't much to say i'm just saying thank you that's all you're welcome so thank you welcome kind sir you know and we thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for the invite to have this conversation. Man, look here, y'all know y'all welcome me. <laughs> you know, shoot, you can call me and be like, "Hey, you want to do a recording?" Sure. Like, you know, I, look, I'm. I'm what a- you want to talk about, baby? Whatever on your head. Thank you for listening to our show. Make sure you visit our website at fathershould.org. Follow us at Fathershould Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Fathershould underscore PC on Twitter.